You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hi, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast, where we're going to talk a little bit about grief and loss and pain and the hope that we find in Jesus. And I have Dr. Lydia here with me today for Therapy Thursday. Dr. Lydia, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I'm so good. I have a feeling this is going to probably be a part one, a part two, maybe even a part three. But today we have an amazing story of of the transition that happens between earth and heaven. And I just say, let's just jump in. Absolutely. So I had the privilege and honor of walking my good friend, Barbara Holm. She struggled with cancer for several years, several years beyond even what the medical professional said. They told her several times last January. So almost two years, they told her, go home and get your stuff together. She went to Mayo Clinic a few months later, and they said the most six months, go get your stuff together. And here we are almost two years later. And God kind of made it the decision for her. She, at the end, she wanted to continue with chemotherapy. And we had a lot of hard talks and good talks. And some of the hard talks were, what did it look like? Like giving up versus surrendering. And God took the decision away from her because she no longer qualified for chemo. So I was thankful that she didn't have to make that decision. The same thing could have happened, the same outcome with the same timing, but she would have been with chemo. And the last few months and weeks and even days became something beautiful with really deep, meaningful conversations. And I'm very thankful for those. Oh, and what what do you think made the difference between departing earth and it being a meaningful experience versus, you know, all of the anger and hate and disruption and all the fighting? What, what do you think makes the difference? Definitely the Lord. She knew where she was going. She knew. It's funny because in the beginning of our journey, this last few years, Barbara knew the Lord and she would say, I'm a Christian, but I'm not churched. So we did Bible studies and she would say, I'm, I'm going to do the Bible study, but I want you to know that my friend and my daughter helped me do it with, they cheated. And I was like, that's not cheating. They helped you learn. But in the beginning, she would always say, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. And I would tell her, wait, let's talk about this for a minute. This baby Jesus grew up. He lived 33 years, did too many miracles to hold in one book. And he went all the way to the cross, suffered, beaten. Why do we call him baby Jesus? And she's like, well, what do I call him? And I'm like, he is King Jesus. And do you know that then from that day on, every time she referred to them, she would say, my King, he's my King. So I think she knew where she was going and God graciously provided the time and place for all of these deep conversations leading up to it. And sometimes I'd have to push her because she's a very positive fighter. She wanted to fight. So she wasn't ready to have those conversations. But once God ministered to her heart, she was just open and she started asking questions and telling me, okay, we're going to have one day I had a conversation with her sister and her in the hospital. And when her sister was leaving, I said, okay, I was leaving. I'm sorry. And I kissed, I always would kiss her bottom of her foot because of COVID, you know, I would kiss her foot and I said, I'll be back tomorrow. And she looked at her sister and said, tomorrow we're having more hard conversations. 
And her sister was like, I don't want any more hard conversations. But now I know we all look back and we're so thankful for those hard conversations about about faith and God and heaven. And how did you meet her? You know, I mean, because not every not every day can you just sit with someone who has cancer, who invites you to be a part of that process. That's very intimate. Yes. It's very personal. So how did you go from meeting her to being a part of this beautiful journey? I met her 15 years ago, I'd say, when our kids were in sixth grade together at a local high, a middle school, and we became friends. And then at a few years after that, I was diagnosed with cancer. And she'd come to my house and hang out with me. And she'd went to the hospital every time I was there. And she was a good friend. And we kind of, our lives were just woven in and out together. She had another child. So she was back in that school atmosphere after my kids were graduated from college, but we always kept in touch. And she was one of those people that you didn't have to talk to every day. You'd pick up the phone and it was like, no, where have you been? Just, Hey, what's up? And she would keep me updated and ask me to get her doctor appointments with certain doctors and things like that. And I did, but I think just being available, being real and authentic and when they know that you love them and hopefully they see your faith, I think you're invited into those things. And her sister said something to me just the other day. I thanked her for allowing me to be there at the end when really that's like usually the immediate family. And they were so welcoming her parents, her, her children, her sister, her nieces, everybody just treated me like family. And I thanked them. And her sister looked at me and she said, my sister loved you and my sister trusted you. And so we knew it would be okay for you to be here. And I was like, wow, I'll take that. Yeah, that is really nice. That's a, such a feeling of acceptance. And when people die, they go through different, or when you have a loved one that's dying, they go through um, different phases of, of grief. There's the standard stages of grief, the depression, the anger, the guilt, the yeah. bargaining, yeah. the and the final acceptance. So how do you think God put us together so that so she could go through all of those with his hand in all of it. I think he just softened her heart and prepared her. And I think he put the right people around her, her friends that lifted her up. She at the very end, well, not the very end, about a month before she passed, she was in the hospital for a few weeks. And so I'd visit her in the hospital every day. And when everybody was gone, I would say, we're going to make some recordings today. And she said, I tried to make some, but it sounds like I'm doing a to-do list. I sound angry. So I need you to do it. And I need you to like interview me. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I have all these recordings that eventually I'll distribute to everybody. And I'd ask like, who do you want? What do you want to say to this person? And I asked her, what about the Bible study girls? And her whole face lit up. And she said, you girls, you just mean the world to me. And I learned from you and I felt loved by you. And I was just like, when I got in my car, I was just so humbled that this little Bible study group of women who most of them have never even met her in person felt this deep connection with her because it was through God's word talking about real life struggles. And, you know, I'll share a funny story. At the end, my daughter told me yesterday, she said, I wish you would have made a recording for you because I made a recording for everybody I could think of, but not for me. And so in those moments after she passed, I went next door to her daughter's, her house, which is next door to her parents. And I went upstairs, her daughter was in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, Miranda, can I, can I look through to find the devotional? I gave your mom, I want to take a picture of the dedication. And she said, yes, yes, go ahead. So I opened this journal and it was empty. So I closed the journal, but as it was closing, I could see there was something written there. Mm. I know that this is 
Mm-hmm. Uh, very touching for you. I know that yes. this is. So I opened the journal and there was just a few page written, pages written. One of them said, I pray for the healing. And it said, Tatiana, our friend Tatiana, Mr. P. And he said, it said Lisa L, which is me. And then <laughs> a few pages over, she put an asterisk and she said, for Lisa Lord, who helps and is with us. Thank you. And mm. I thought I didn't get my recording, but she left me a little note, which means the world to me. That's precious. And what about, tell us the story of the the streets of gold in that last vision. You think it would be okay? Okay. So one of the family members just saw a beautiful vision of her saying goodbye and smiling just at the time that she left. And we were talking about that. And she said, you know, she said she didn't have a stomach anymore. So the cancer was gone, but she didn't have any hair. So she was confused. Why, why was the cancer gone? But we didn't have hair. She didn't have shoes on. And she said, what do you think that is? And of course, I have no idea because I'm not God. But I told her, I can let me tell you what I think. My humble opinion. I said, the cancer's gone because she's healed. But maybe mm-hmm. she wasn't gone to heaven yet. Like, I think maybe she just stopped by on the way where God allowed ministering angels to, to show this to her. But I said, she doesn't have hair because she didn't get her new body. But she's healed already. And then we always talked about this story, which my pastor, I've heard him share it a hundred times about the streets of gold in heaven. And Barbara was intrigued by this story and asked me to repeat it at least a dozen times. And she said, why were the streets made of gold? And I said, okay, so in on earth, the streets are made with worthless dirt, right? Mm-hmm. That's the least valuable thing on earth. It's just dirt. Mm-hmm. In heaven, the streets are made with gold because it's worthless. It, it's free. It's, it's not valuable. The valuable thing is heaven is your spirit and your soul. Your soul is the valuable one because it costs Jesus his blood. It's the most expensive thing there. It's the most valuable thing in heaven is your soul. And she loved to hear those stories. So I said, I wonder if the reason there was no, she didn't have shoes on is because she couldn't wait to get up there and walk on the streets of gold. Wow. What a beautiful way to, to show her daughter. What a beautiful story for you to weave into her daughter all the time that you spent with her mom. Yeah. What, what a beautiful time. I know that this was very sad and maybe beautiful isn't the right word that everybody thinks of upon death, but it can be beautiful in Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. I prayed. Our prayer group went from praying, Lord, extend her days. And he did. I have to acknowledge that. I mean, far beyond any doctor expected, God extended her days almost for two years. He extended her days. But then we started praying at the end when she was suffering and there was she was already in hospice. I said, pray for God to be merciful and that he would call her name and she would respond. And so I asked them to pray. There's a verse in the Bible that says that beautiful in the eyes of the Lord are the death of his saints. And I was like, Lord, there's so much pain and suffering here. So much regret and loss. Like you make it something beautiful for them. Show your beauty. And in the very end, Everybody just had this wave of peace come over them. And her son was able to have the most beautiful private goodbye ever. And I'm so proud of that kid. He's a strong Marine and he's courageous. And, but he showed a gentleness and a depth that I've never seen in, in anyone before. And then we sat in the room. Everybody had said their goodbyes and she was gone. And it was just beautiful. All you could feel was love. All you could see was the love that everybody had for this woman. And I'm not saying it wasn't torturously painful because it was, but wow, 
God showed up and his spirit just revealed himself and it was beautiful. Hmm. It just makes me think of that verse and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's in John and perfect love conquers fear. There it is. Perfect love conquers fear. And I feel like that's what happened here. Absolutely. Well, that's part one. This is part one of, of many. I'm grateful for you, Lisa. I know that this was hard for you too. This was a personal relationship and you helped them go through that. The family go through their transition, but God showed up in a big way and the Holy Spirit was active a hundred percent. And, and this is just testimony that he is alive and well, and that she is too. I'd love to talk more and maybe part two, part three, part four, we'll see how many we get. But I think that people need to know that that death isn't just a scary, bad, negative thing. Right. It's just a temporary transition to go see him if you are in Christ. Absolutely. I want to close with reading a poem really quickly. Yes. The poem begins. It says, I am standing upon the seashore. A ship at my side spreads her white sails to the moving breeze and starts for the deep blue ocean. She is an object of beauty and strength. I stand and watch her until at length she hangs like a speck of white cloud, just where the sea and sky come together to mingle with each other. Then someone at my side whispers, she's gone, but gone where? Gone from my sight, that's all. She is just as large in mass, hull, and spar as she was when she left my side. And she is just as able to bear her load of living freight to her destined port. Her diminishing size is in me, not in her. And just at that moment when someone whispers, there, she's gone. There are other eyes watching her come. And there are other voices taking up joyful, glad shouts. And they are screaming, here she comes. And this is dying. That's beautiful, Lisa. So I think of her like that. She she didn't really have the second death, the spiritual death. She had the physical death, but she Mm -hmm. just transitioned. She left our side, and I can only imagine her reaching her destination and the Mm -hmm. joy and peace that she's experiencing right now. Amen. So let's close in prayer. Maybe the next time we can talk about how the family and how people can get to that joy and peace here. While while these things happen, because we are we do live in a broken world, so how do we handle grief? You know, when our loved ones die, that'll be our next part two. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Let me pray. Okay. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for everything that you provide us—the good, the bad, everything. Uh, I know that your hand was in this, and it's so hard sometimes when you're in the in a hole, down a rabbit hole and you're in the dark by yourself, to realize that that you really, you've been with us all along. I pray for this family that went through this death. I pray for all those families out there who may be currently going through something right now or preparing for it. I pray that you would give them, soften their hearts, that you would give them hope. Let them know that you're right by their side, that you go before them. And that you pray for, that I pray for strength and courageousness for all of those involved. I pray for wisdom for the doctors that have to to deal with these things day in and day out. And I I pray for the families, the support systems. I pray for the the children and the parents and the grandparents. And I know that we're just passing through, Lord, that we are just like the wind. Like you say in the Bible, we're we're just passing through. We're but a vapor. And Lord, I, I just, I thank you for your mercy and your gracefulness. I thank you that what you did for your son that you, you sent him here to pay the great price for us. 
And for those of you who don't know Christ, this is a glimpse of what it looks like when Christ is involved. This is a glimpse of what it looks like when you live in Christ and he's in your heart and you go through the storm, you go through these awful, bad things that we go through on earth. But he's with us. He goes before us. And I'm grateful for Lisa. I'm grateful for everything that she did to to allow herself to be a vehicle for you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?